Eagles. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Make a Move with Denise, your mindset life coach and motivational speaker. I hope all is well with everyone listening. So today I want to talk about actually taking control of your mind, the steps, the action steps, right? The enemy has been rocking us to sleep for too long, for too long. So I wanted to share with you my experience with um, what works for me, what I know works, using the word of God as usual, because I could only teach you family what worked for me. And, you know, I walk around and I see so many people and have so many conversations with, you know, just regular people, neighbors, um, patients, um, friends, family, and everything starts in the mind. Everything starts in the mind. My God, this, this thing, the Bible calls it your heart, but it's your mind. He's referring to your mind. You know, he's not referring to the physical heart that beats in your body because truth be told, whatever is going on in your mind, it could, it controls your body. It controls your heart also. So if you're feeling anxious in your mind, whatever's making you anxious in your mind will cause a reaction in your body. Like your heart will start to thump faster. And, you know, some people feel they call it panic attacks, but it's really a fear attack. Okay. And it affects your, it affects your body. You literally feel like you're going to die. So today we're going to get in the seat, the pass. We're going to get out. Let me say it like this. You're going to get out the passenger seat and get in the driver's seat and take control of your mind. It's time that the enemy stops rocking us to sleep. Okay. You have to take control of your mind. Think of it as you cleaning up your house. Like you got a really messy room. Maybe you're a neat person and you can't really see this, but just think of you having like a messy room. Think of like a messy closet or an unorganized drawer, a junk drawer, and you just getting into that drawer, that closet or that room and cleaning it up. That is what we're going to do with our minds on an everyday um, basis because it's necessary. In order for you to move forward, it's necessary. We have to do the work. Okay. So the first thing that I want you to do it to severe your mind is to think about the snapshots or the images in your mind, right? What, what comes across your screen and you need to capture it. You need to capture it because the Bible talks about capturing your thoughts, right? It thought it talks about capturing your thoughts and and it's necessary. You have to you have to do it. It's in 2 Corinthians 10:5 as usual. I will put the scriptures I refer to in the description. But it's necessary as part of God's plan, right? Cuz that is where the enemy is getting us at. Okay. So Okay, so you know what? I'm going to go ahead and read it. So it's 2 Corinthians 10, 5, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bring it into captivity, every thought 
to the obedience of Christ. I want to stress the word bringing it into captivity. Who has to bring it into captivity? We do. We do. God is not going to do that for you. He will show you how to, but he won't do it for you. That is our job, right? This always, this is, this is a, uh, two man show you and the Holy spirit. Okay. Yes. The Holy Spirit, your BFF. I will, I will talk about that in another segment, you know, making him your best friend. But so first I want you to survey the snapshots. Think about the things that you're always thinking about that always comes across your screen, right? Let's say you're driving and you're, you're afraid to drive at higher speeds because you see yourself or you're afraid of people that do drive. I mean, you know, we should drive safely, but some people can't even do the speed limit because they're afraid. A spirit of fear is holding them back to the point where they cannot get in the race and run at a regular pace or a little faster because they're afraid, right? Think about the images that you see that frighten you. You know, that your fears that you like, oh God, this might happen, you know? I want you to write down those images, write down what you're constant, what's constantly coming up, right? Write it down. First, we have to figure out what it is, write it down. You got to know what it is first, right? And then you say to yourself, where did this come from? What is the origin? Now you're very smart because the Holy Spirit lives in you. The Bible talks about in Philippians, I don't know the exact verse, but it it talks about you being able to do all things because of Christ that lives in you, that that's the spirit of God that lives in you. That's why he's so confident to say that you can do anything so you can figure this out. He's made us wise enough to figure it out and you're not by yourself because he's with you. He's in you. You're just the mouthpiece. You're just the one he's bringing up, you know, what needs to be taken care of in your mind, right? So figure out where, go back, think about where the thought first originated, what happened to you. Maybe if we're talking about driving, maybe you had a car accident or you saw a car accident or you know someone that got, I don't know, hurt in a car accident or maybe nothing ever happened at all. And the enemy has just putting pictures in your head of you crashing if you dare to get that driver's license, you know, um, that's the first thing. That's the first couple of things. And then think about how long has it been showing up across your screen. And I call it screen because your mind is like a computer, right? And it has years of information, good and bad, good and bad. And remember, we were never meant to know the bad. After Eve ate the apple, unfortunately, We know the bad. God never wanted us, Satan, to have access to our minds. But but unfortunately, that's the way it went. But he came up with another plan, which is Jesus, who died on the cross so that his spirit may be poured out on each and every one of us, right? The Holy Spirit is the spirit of God that lives inside of each and every one of us. Now we don't have to line up and wait for Jesus to do miracles in our lives. He is in us. So we could just um, recruit him and ask him questions, right? We no longer, can you imagine that we would have to wait online? We got it really good. I'm glad I was born in this generation. We need to clap for Jesus. 
because it's easier for us, you know? So once you find out what it is, your job now is to clean it out, right? Just like when you have a computer and there is a virus in it that corrupts the computer, you need an antivirus software, right? The Holy Spirit helps you, right? We're designed, but as human beings, we're, let me just say it like this. As human beings, we're designed to allow the Holy Spirit to, to, we're designed to, for the Holy Spirit to come in as the antivirus software for us. That is the way we were designed, right? But we have to allow this Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, to come in and help clean up our minds. Notice I said allow, because the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He will not break in and enter, right? He must be invited. He must be invited. And so once you invite him, make it as comfortable as you can for him and he'll work with you. Because a lot of times when he first comes in, when you first realize he's your helper and like, okay, he could come in and help you, it's very messy. So he helps you to clean up. Just think of like a whole, think of, I don't know if you ever show the show Hoarders, just think of your mind being, and, and some of us don't have that much clutter in our mind. Some of us has a, have already, you know, started to work on cleaning up your mind. Maybe we didn't let that much enter. We, we cast down certain thoughts, but we keep certain thoughts. It's time to cast down all the negative thoughts, all the thoughts that do not line up with what God's word is saying about you. Okay? Everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Okay? Um, so after he comes in and he starts to help you, remember whatever he helps you with. And I'm just telling you this before time, it's your job to keep it clean, to keep it clean. So what, once you figure out what that is and how it got in there, once you get it out through the word of God, putting a word on it, you, your job is to keep it clean. Keep it, use the strength that God gave you inside to, to do all things through him. He gave you the strength. You can keep it clean, right? So if it's a show that you've been watching and the Holy Spirit says, don't watch that show anymore. That's where these thoughts came from. That's where these thoughts came from. And you come up against whatever spirit, the Holy Spirit gives you a scripture. You put it on it. Now it's your job that every time that show comes up, you have to stop watching that show. Stop. For me, I have a couple of shows that, that the Lord was like, just don't watch. Some of them I didn't understand and I could go on and on about that. So I won't get into that. Cause that would be, it would take, this episode would never end. Um, but a quick example is I used to love housewives, especially housewives of Atlanta. And it just wasn't good for me. I started talking, I started acting like them and that's not even it wasn't even my, in my personality. You know what I mean? The dramas that they have, I tried to bring it to my house. It was just crazy. And when I took a step back and then the Holy Spirit was like, Denise, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. I'm like, wow, you know, that's a whole nother story for another day, but that's just a quick example, right? So you would have to keep it clean. Just keep that in mind, Right. And, and when you do get these things out, if when God delivers you from something, 
the Bible talks about when you go back, Satan comes with more devils, more. I forgot the number seven times seven. I forgot what it was, but whatever it is, it's a legion. It's a lot. So it makes it harder. It makes it harder. You know, (sighs) you need to keep it clean so that this spirit can meet you. The Holy Spirit can meet you. Right. And, and be comfortable to stay and hang out with you. Eventually you're going to want to make him your best friend because he's the one that's guiding you. Right. Now I can't tell you, Oh God, how God's going to help you because he is innovative. Right. And he does things differently for different person, different people. He even does different things. You might be expecting him to do it like he did this time. Or you, you might try to put the same scripture on it and it's just not going to work. That's why you need the knowledge of God. You need the Holy Spirit to tell you what or show you or lead you or help you to figure out what is it that needs to be done to get this thought out, to shut it down forever. So, but I can only tell you the way he did, he did it for me, right? So the way he would do it for me is that He's already invited at me, so it's a little different. He's already invited. He already hangs out here all day long. I make it very comfortable for him. So he poses questions. Or sometimes I'll say, Lord, where is that coming from? Like, you know, and then he'll pose a question. What What have you been watching? Or what have you, you know, what is it? Right? And, and, and we're so, the Bible talks about us being fearfully and wonderfully made. He's saying like, we're fearfully made like, dag, you know, I'm afraid about what they could do. Like we have so much in us and we just don't know it. I believe in my heart that we have so much in us and we just don't know it. And that's why God calls us fearfully and wonderfully made. Like he's scared about what we could do. You know, when you think about how far we came from horses to now, I always refer to that. We're fearfully and wonderfully made. People are creative. We're creative beings, right? We're constantly creating because that is what we're made to do, create. But when your mind is fogged up and blocked up with all these fearful things that keep you from creating, that's where that's where the blockage is. So that's why God says that we need to 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 cast down every thought and imagination. We have to keep it clean. We got to capture it. We have to captivity. The word captivity means like imprisonment. We need to put that thought in a prison and don't let it break out. Don't let it break. And as you do it, the thought, it dies because it realizes, all right, they don't, you know, they're not feeding me no more. Right. So it just kind of dies out. You can't feed the enemy. You cannot feed him. You have to make it hard for him and he'll flee you. I talked about in my last episode, fleeing him. Right. How do you flee him? You obey God and resist the devil, right? So I'm trying to think of an example that I could give you, a very short one that I could give you on how God did some some mind regulating with me, right? All right, I won't give you a personal example right now because there's so many I can't even think of. I can't think of one that's short enough to share with you right at this moment. But it doesn't matter if you have, let's just say fear, right? You have fear 
you feel fear about something, right? Put the word of God on it. You say, oh, I feel fear. Let me see what God's word says about that. Because remember, Jesus said, it is written, get behind me, devil, when Satan tried to tempt him. What, what is written? It's implied that the word is written. The word of God is written. It's in stone, right? It said what it said and nobody can remove it. So you put this, you got a spirit of fear. You put second Timothy first one through seven for God had not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. What's a sound mind? A mind that's free of fear. The Bible says fear is torment. Fear is torment. And in first John four eighteen, he says fear is torment, right? You don't want to be tormented with these, these things that's coming up in your mind for years and years. You have to shut it down. It's time family to shut it down. And this is how you do it. I used to always wonder, you know, I had a pastor and he would teach, but you know, it was, we were limited in time because a lot of people are not long winded, you know, for Bible people and people that love this word, they can sit like, I could have, I could have sat and heard him talk for hours because I'm hungry. I'm hungry for knowledge, but there are some people that have short tension spans. And you know what? I used to be one of those people. And I am glad now that, you know, I'm able to be, I'm able to be long-winded. I'm able because it's important, but he would never be able to, he kind of like gave us he gave us the word and you have to do your own homework. He always says, seek God outside of me. Don't just eat on Sunday. And so it was our job to go deeper, right? You could lead. I never, but then I found other people that God had gifted and put things in and they specialize in this area. One of them being, um, minister Kevin Ewing. You should check out his channel. He's really good at that. He's really good at that. And, um, that was one of the things that I, I learned from him was how to take the word and put it. I mean, I had been doing it, but I didn't realize that's what I was doing. So now I intentionally, I'm like, oh, let me see what the word says. And immediately you'll feel that that spirit leave. I can actually give you a short example of um, like you feeling condemned, right? So my son was reported cursing in school and I felt so bad. First I was, all kind of thoughts went through my mind and thank God he wasn't here at the time. Cause I was very angry with him. And, um, I started, you know, the Holy spirit, I was like, Lord, what, what is it? What is it? And the Holy spirit said, you know, what, what have you been doing? You know, cause kids only do what they see you do a lot of times or what they pick up from outside. But I cursed a lot, you know, um, and I was comfortable cursing and I loved the Lord, but it was a breach. It was a breach in the spirit that needed to be fixed. And that's why I love, I love God because he won't just dump you just because it's a continual washing. And this wasn't too long ago, you know, and maybe I wasn't cursing as much, but it did, it did come out. But the Lord was saying you and God is so good because he put, he took one stone and killed two birds. And so when I spoke to my son, I said to him, I said, why are you cursing? You know? And he told me the same thing. The Holy Spirit said, he said, 
mom, because you guys curse. And I'm like, what? And so when he said that to me, the spirit of condemnation immediately attached itself to me. I wasn't convicted. I was supposed to be convicted. It went from conviction to condemnation because Satan saw an opportunity for him to come in and just, you know, just drive this home, you know? And if you're condemned, the Bible says, if you are condemned, you cannot receive anything from God because you don't feel worthy. The word condemnation literally feels you don't, literally means you do not feel worthy. And somebody that's not worthy or doesn't feel like they're worthy, they can't receive anything good. They can't. It's impossible. It's a spirit, a condemnation spirit that blocks you from receiving what God has for you. So I had to clean that up and I'm like, okay, Lord, what, what am I going to do? Because this spirit was so heavy. I couldn't sleep. It was like, it was, I could tangibly feel it sitting on my shoulder you know, this sort of pressure. And I was like, uh-uh, I cannot go on like this. Like, I know I was wrong, but you know, Lord, forgive me. I repented right away. Repentance has a lot to do with things. Sometimes the Lord will tell you, listen, you need to repent. And once you do, you feel like something is lifted up off of you because this repentance goes up to the courts of heaven. And we'll talk about that down the line, you know? Um, but so once I repented and I'm like, okay. And I realized it was a problem. I said, all right, I got to do something about this because I can't, if the Holy spirit is not pleased with that, there's a breach. Every time I use the F bomb or whatever it is that I enjoyed using, you know, and that was an evil spirit that every time I would curse, that spirit would be so happy. He would be at rest and I would be at, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be at rest, but that evil spirit rests every time he, you allow him to use you. That's a whole nother story for another day. But once I found out, I said, oh, I'm condemned. The Holy Spirit said it's a spirit of condemnation. So I said, all right, what do I know about this? What do I know about God, about the word of God? And that's why it's important to know the word, because you need to have the tools, which is the sword. That's this. The word is our sword. That's how we fight the devil with the word of God. We do not curse him out in real life because he will wear us out. We'll get in, in, in the ring and he will wear us out because that is how he does things. That's how he wants us. He attacks us spiritually and he wants us to come back physically. And when you do that, you wear yourself out. No, this is easy. It's easier than you think. So I got Romans 8, 1. There is now no more condemnation to them that are, that are in Christ Jesus, who walk after the, what, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Right. So I'm walking after the spirit. When you walk after the spirit, you just, you're not in your flesh. Everything your flesh wants to do. You, it's a, it's a constant war. You're fighting with your flesh. You're saying, no, no, I'm not going to let you curse. Right. I'm staying in the spirit. I'm keeping the house clean for the Holy spirit, you know? And eventually it, it took a little while, but it, you know, that, that spirit of, of profanity dropped off of me. Right. And it still tries to come up. It tries to come up. You know how it is. Come on. We're human. When somebody cuts you off or for me, mm, eh, I'm kind of over that. Cause I had a bad case of road rage years ago, but you're tempted, you're tempted, but you, you warring against your flesh, Right. You're no longer feeding your flesh. But family, the minute I said that, that, that scripture, I could feel 
that that spirit of condemnation left me. I no longer felt condemned. When my son came home, I was able to deal with it on a, on a level headed level, if that makes any sense. Right. But that's just a quick example. That's just a quick example. There's lots of good stuff in here in this word that you, that you, um, can use when the devil comes up against you. Right. So you, you use the word, right? And another thing is another way that we can actually, cause these thoughts, they just don't, you know, when they come in, you got to cast them down immediately. You cannot let him hang out with you. You can't, you can't, you have to kick him out immediately. Right. And the Bible talks about guarding your heart. I heard a pastor say this. I think his name is actually, his name is Leroy Thompson. And he said, whatever you hear, remember, whatever you hear, you have to deal with it. You have to deal with it. That's why the Bible says, guard your heart, guard your heart. And I like the, um, the new international version of it. And it's, um, I'll put it in the, in the description, but it says above all else, guard your heart for, for, for everything you do flows from it, right? You have to guard your heart. And how do you guard your heart? Your heart is really your mind. Remember I said that. And so now you guard it through the things that you let in, right? Think of it as your computer screen, like the camera. So you gotta, you have to be careful of what you hear, family. I don't even care if it's bad news. That's why I really limit the news zero to none, zero to none. No, I'll probably watch about 10% of news. I mean, because you need to know what's going on, but you have to guard your heart. You got to guard your heart because then you'll start feeling, you'll feel a spirit of sorrow. And it's like, you know, you do feel bad, but it's, you do not carry, it's not your job to carry the world. It's not. What you could do is pray for somebody if you hear bad news, put it at the cross, put it down immediately before you pick up that cross and start carrying it and it becomes a burden. It's not your cross to carry. And I know it sounds um, cold and callous, but that is how you guard your heart. You cannot, you got to keep moving, fam. You have to keep moving, right? And another thing, my pastor, my old pastor, um, Pastor Paul B. Mitchell, he used to always say, whatever the devil tells you, believe it in reverse. He said, you you could believe him, but believe it in reverse because he knows a little bit about your future, the future that he planned for you. But God says he knows the plans for you, right? Not the devil. So he tells you, oh, you're not going to make it. You could clap clap for Jesus because now you know you're going to make it. Because remember, he's the father of lies. He can't tell the truth even if he wanted to. He can't tell the truth. Even if he wanted to tell the truth, he can't. The Bible refers to him as the father of lies. Whatever he's telling you this morning, family, he is a liar. He is a liar. And you need to pull down that thought and do it the opposite of whatever he's saying. It's possible. We could do the work, pair up with the Holy Spirit, allow him to help you to dig out those thoughts out your mind with the word of God, right? So that we may be victorious and we may have good success. The Bible states good success, right? So I pray that today that each and every one of us will start 
or continue. If you already started, continue. And this is continuous, continuously ongoing. It's not intermittent. You know, it's, you can't do it sometimes. You can't let some thoughts stay in something. You have to continue to survey your mind. This is so important, family. If it's not one of the most important things, you you really, really got to watch what goes in your mind. And when it does get there, pull it down. Think about this. What, what, the, what Does God think like that? Does God talk like that? You know, you know his voice. Does he, is this him? And once you know it's not him, snatch that thought out. One time, do not play around. Do not let it sit around. Do not just, you need to attack that thought, right? So I pray that this message has been a blessing to each and every listener. Okay, until next time, Eagles, be well and be blessed. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.